there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. No pills gonna kill my head. I got a bad case of loving you. The doctor is in. Dr. Batar is with me, Dr. Rashid Batar. You can check him out at medicalrewind.com. We'll tell you some other websites and other options you have to learn about healing in ways you may never hear in other places in the media, but right here every Monday on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, last hour, we were talking about, I, I was talking about uh, GMOs. I was talking about the vaccine court as such. And with Dr. Batar, we actually got into a really fascinating, in my mind, conversation about cancer, cancer patients, oncology, uh, different things that it means. I want to carry that forward this hour. I'll also ask Dr. Batar about specific uh, medical conditions, should time permit, that gives you some other insights into ways to go. I know many of you were very appreciative. Uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? We talked about cadmium toxicity, and Dr. Batar had just just cut right through it to some things you can do. Those are always great as well. From along with Dr. Rashid Batar, welcome back. Thanks, Robert. Now, the, the concept of working together here, we were talking about, uh, you know, being open to working with, uh, with others from the medical profession outside of it. You know, in my training, of course, I was raised allopathically because I had pharmaceutical uh, reps. My dad was medical doctors in the family, yet I was not helped. In fact, I was harmed by modern medicine and ultimately woke up and learned for, for survival's sake about homeopathy, about uh, organic whole unprocessed foods, nutrients from sea vegetation, different minerals that I was lacking applied all of that now initially i was met with a lot of scorn and derision from a lot of the doctors that i'd worked with prior and i was like okay i understand they don't like what i'm doing they don't understand it but as i you know gained in my experience and was able to go out and communicate these ideals and the and the, the principles and you know, I found that there were doctors that were actually much more open than I had ever expected. And in many ways, the best docs that I met, including yourself, have been open to just honest and, and even blunt discussions about different things in areas where, Doc, you're not afraid to say, hey, I don't know. What do you think? And I thought, wow, how refreshing. Somebody that remains open. And of course, healing is about helping the patient. Or, you know, whoever comes to us for help. And it isn't about saying you have to fit into this, you know, box. And if you don't, you're not going to help. You're going to die. We've heard oncologists talking that way. And uh, Dr. Batar, like you said, I found that the docs, whether they be trained this way or that way, that remain open to everything, are the ones that are the ones that are helping the most and are the, the most joy joyous to be around, including yourself. Well, I appreciate that, Robert. But I guess it's very difficult for doctors to be happy when they're living a lie on a daily basis. We've talked about that as well. And um, I think it really has to do with that. I think it's the life mission aspect that, you know, you're doing something that makes your heart sing. And that's one reason you're so alive and you're dynamic and, and you know, every day is a better day. And, and I feel the same way. And I think pretty much it's characteristic of not just in the health profession, but probably in anything. Yeah. Both of us that live our life purpose, uh, you know, excel and, and life is uh, beautiful. No matter how bad it gets, it's, it's beautiful. It gets more beautiful every day. And those of us that are in conflict with our life mission, we're miserable, and uh, and I feel sorry for them. Yeah, you know, but is wouldn't it be easy? I mean, you could just roll back onto your uh, your training as a, as a physician and and just shut out the rest of the world because your training is unique, it's better, and that kind of thing, or that thought form, which we do see a lot of in the medical profession. But as you say, and I agree too, it's true in almost all of the higher learning professions. People invest their ego in it, and no longer will they remain open to other options and things. And so, it could have been easy for you to do that. Why did you choose a different path? 
Well, you, I know that's a rhetorical question because you know why I chose it. But, uh, <laughs> I want but, everybody else to understand. Well, I mean, there's many reasons, and maybe that's when they should read the book. I used to say all the time, well, wait till the book comes out, and yes. the book's out so they can read it and find out for themselves. But, but you know, it, I, from a general standpoint, um, it's that chimpanzee poster. Do you remember seeing that poster that says, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know? Yes, yes. And I think um, that is really... I mean, 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, you know, um, well, actually it would have been about 12 years ago because Avi just turned 12 and my Your last son, shift yeah. in the emergency room was um, two days before he was born. And I actually remember kicking back my feet, you know, um, leaning back in a chair saying, bring in anything, it doesn't matter, I can handle it. I mean, my trauma background, I could do pretty much anything. I mean, there was nothing that I hadn't done. I'd done open cardiac massage, you know. Uh, I was trained in general surgery at one of the top trauma centers in in the in the Western world at Brook Army Medical Center in Fort Sam Houston. You know all the, the burn trauma center, the Institute of Surgical Research is there. So I mean, we've done, we've done a lot of different things, been exposed to many different things. And if you talk to me about chelation or any of that stuff back then, um, probably not 12 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I used to think, what is that kind of quack? What is that hmm. BS? So you had the mindset there as well from your training. Absolutely. I think I think it's hard not to. You know, when you come through all the stuff and you see people that uh, are not medically trained, you think, well, surely they can't know what I know. But then as you start seeing the fallacy of what we're doing in medicine, you start seeing the palliative nature of just perpetuating the same misery. You start seeing the lack of the ability to actually revert the person back to the physiology that way that the creator designed. You start realizing that, wait a second, what the hell am I doing? Am I Am I facilitating healing here or am I just perpetuating more misery by putting in other things into the system that nobody could possibly know? I mean, Robert, you know this better than anybody, but you tell – I bet most of your listeners don't know this. You know, we, we may be smart enough to look at one chemical reaction that we take a drug, that one reaction that's taking place in our system. Right. And, and maybe, maybe look at the secondary reaction to it. But do you have any idea how many reactions take place in the human body at any given time? Oh, I've asked man. this question a number of times, and just in the, when I was writing my book, I got this. And I've never had a, even a, even a doctor come close to answering this right, and I'm sure that you're probably going to come closer. But I bet you, you even you won't get it right, even though you know so much more than the vast majority of the health uh, people that I know, the doctors that I know. But take a wild guess: how many reactions are taking place in the body? Well, you know, for me, it's an unfathomable number. I mean, you know, to say a hundred million or two hundred million or into the billions, I don't think it would be exaggerating. Uh, actually. You're absolutely right. It is an unfathomable number. Here's what it is. Over 100,000 reactions per second yeah. per cell. Mm-hmm. Per so cell. Cells <laughs> we have in our body, we have a couple trillion, you know, so I don't know how many trillion cells we have in our body. Yeah. You take 100,000 times that number, and that's just per second. Yeah. So how can we know what the effects of taking one drug on a reaction? I mean, even if we we're so smart, two, three steps down, nobody understands. Well, it, you, the you, Dr. Batar, I mean, it's stunning that you would bring that up because I've often talked to, uh, about within my own arena, homeopathic medicine, because there are homeopaths that are very dogmatic about homeopathy and the way it can be done. And it must be done by one single remedy. And if you do more than that, you're, it's heresy. And, and I've always said this. I said, you know, for you to argue that the body can't handle more than one energetic signal is ludicrous because of that. Just just that very reason. I didn't have the number, but I literally you go through a uh, blood 
pressure regulation. You go through body temperature regulation. You go through blood sugar regulation. I mean, you can go on and on, and you get into thousands, hundreds of thousands, tens of the millions, and it's just, just what you said. If you think the body can't handle it, it's not intelligent enough, then, then life is over now because there, it's inconceivable how much is going on right this very moment, which is why I knew – I didn't care whether it took one homeopathic remedy, Dr. Batar, or a thousand. Didn't matter to me. Whatever was right was going to be right for that patient to get them where they needed to go. Uh, so exactly, in the, in the especially in the macro-pharmacological realm with allopathic drug medicine, it's even more brutal because of the outright force of suppression that occurs over the course of those thousands and millions of things, whereas, of course, we know the gentle life force associated with energetic medicine and homeopathy. But still, to acknowledge the wonder of that, it's just blows your mind well you know it's amazing that the i've always said the most amazing piece of machinery i've ever come across is a human system it's not even the human system it's the biological system i mean no other machinery the more you use it the better does it become i mean everything else we measure in hours or miles or whatever you know how many hours in the engine how how many miles in the on the engine yes but the the biological system the more you use it the better it gets even in a horse you know you the, the more you fine tune it the more you run the horse the better it becomes etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know it, this is interesting what you just brought up now even with the homeopathic profession and it makes me realize where the problem really lies mm-hmm. the problem isn't allopathic versus uh, advanced medicine or integrated medicine sure. versus functional medicine or homeopathic medicine versus you know uh, nutritional medicine it has nothing to do with medicine period it's actually the human factor of ego. Because here, you know, you're talking about the dogmaticness, in, of, uh, if that's a word, yeah. uh, in allopathic medicine. Now you've got the same thing in, in uh, homeopathic medicine. I see this in all the alternative medicine organizations, of many of which I'm a part of. Yes. You know, the dogmatic, the ego, they forget what their purpose is. And I think you could probably extend this to any profession. So really the problem is man. <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's man. It's, it's, we it's, have it's, met it's, the enemy and he is us. <laughs> He is us. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that is right. Well, no, it's exactly right. And I think you know if we talk about in terms because of course we 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 can see the schism uh, not only allopathic to homeopathic but within allopathic within homeopathic within chiropractic it is human uh, you know if we call it human nature but uh, when the ego gets in the way of the spirit and we each, as we've talked about and joked about this we all have an ego and, and it drives us and it helps us to be who we are that is unique but we don't ever want it to get in the way of achieving the mission the passion why we are here it just should be a tool for us to use to 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 accomplish that but yes it's very true and this is you know a fascinating part of the discussion that sometimes you know people will build these walls between medicines and here we are chatting from our own background as i have with many doctors like again bring up nick gonzalez uh, he was brilliant in his own right i've, I've had discussions with uh, professor peter duesberg uh, you know the retrovirologist virologist from uc berkeley who's stood against all of the all of the profession and consensus based on what he observed in science and we've talked about things and been very open in discussion so you know there's something there's the plus factor the more than the degree <laughs> joke about uh, that healing is much more about being present and being open and maintaining that line of communication uh, that is shut down unfortunately by many forms of medicine uh, that we're looking to reopen here and that's what we're doing with the medical rewind every Monday here on the Robert Scott Bell show with Dr. Batar well, I appreciate that, Robert, and I think that that's, you know, our, our mutual desire and goal to to bring this to fruition. I mean, you've been doing this for many years now, but to uh, be able to work together and try to hopefully uh, catapult it even further and higher uh, and, and be able to make a difference in more people's lives, it's uh, 
it's a true blessing. Well, I want to re- reiterate, and we didn't mention the book. You, you kind of referenced it, but not really. But the, the nine steps to keep the doctor away. This is something that if you haven't picked it up yet, it's just, you know, it goes back to the backstory of Dr. Batar as well as talking about some of the basics that we all need to know, understand, and apply. And it is sensational. And, uh, you know, the nine steps, we've got links up at the blog, and we'll do more with that. And, of course, all of the video series that you've helped to put out there as well to educate people. Basically, as I've said, the power to heal is yours. It's theirs. It's ours. And, and we've got to get this information out there so that reality comes back into our very being. Well, I agree with you totally. And I guess the the way that, uh, you know, I... Of course, I'm biased. I wrote the book and I read it myself, you know, going back over it. You know, I was like, well, it was definitely the creator had some influence or a lot of influence in making sure how good it was. But, you know, the, the true testament for me was how fast the book hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, the, the USA Today bestseller list, Amazon right. bestseller list. It, it was overwhelming and it hit it within just a couple of weeks. It was, it was shocking, actually. So, Well, and, was, and the information is not going to expire, much like I, I, I joke about this, that uh, uh, the Robert Scott Bell Show requires no expiration dating. Neither does Dr. Batar and his book <laughs> because it's nailing some great principles that are basic to all of life and health and healing and very practical in their ability to, uh, that we can apply it. Well, it's it's uh, one of those things that the p- feedback I've gotten is exactly what you said, that they're true and tried principles, but it's uh, put in a way that is different in the sense that it's more digestible. It makes a person understand. There's a lot of storytelling in there, bringing real patient cases and and essentially telling the story of the patient and then the patient. Well, you, you've already read it, so you know what I'm talking about, but basically then bringing home the point. Uh, in a way that a person will understand and remember it as opposed to just something that's, you know, dull, dry and boring and, Absolutely. you know, this is A and this is B and this is C. So it's more, it's it's done in a different manner. And my whole purpose was because I love trees. I don't want to kill trees. And I was going to, if I'm going to put out a book, it better, you know, it better, <laughs> it better be worthwhile. <laughs> I'm not going to cut all those trees down to waste. Exactly. Waste book is just going to be out there. Yes, well, this is a renewable resource because you can apply it, pass it on, and have others apply it as well, and they'll be better off for it. That's the nine steps to keep the doctor away. Dr. Rashid Bittar joins me for one more segment here on Advanced Medicine Monday, the medical rewind. We've got, in fact, I'm going to query him on some conditions or diseases, particularly because of all the concerns still for the vaccination issue. Some of these childhood diseases, how to address them, and it'll be quite natural as opposed to suppressive therapy. So when we come back, more with Dr. Batar on Advanced Medicine Monday, the Medical Rewind on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Stay with us. Enjoying my conversation immensely today on Advanced Medicine Monday, the Medical Rewind with Dr. Batar right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Going places that uh, most shows would not dare to go. And we're letting it letting it loose here, Dr. Batar. Having a great time, and I appreciate very much you being with me here. Well, every Monday is uh, something that I'm getting more and more used to, looking forward to. Before, I'll tell you, it was a little intimidating thinking about doing this every Monday with you. It's always been a pleasure to be with you, but uh, when we start talking about doing this every Monday, it was a little, <laughs> little intimidating, but uh, it, I'm looking forward to it every Every Monday becomes even more exciting, so it's it's really been good. I mean, the experience has been very pleasant, a lot more pleasant than I would have expected. Nice, nice. Well, you know how it is uh, when you're bringing healing and, and you're doing, as you said, your mission, it, it flows, and it has been flowing beautifully, so thank you again. And thank you to everybody in the Natural News audience looking forward to these Mondays uh, with me as well, and we got a lot more healing to do. Now, real quick, I, I want to jump into the issue of kidney stones with you because that's something you know very well and even personally, but the, the fear of the one people are waking up and saying, gee, I don't want 
want to vaccinate. I realize it's dangerous now, but I'm still scared about all the childhood diseases. What kind of message would you have for parents that are kind of in that quandary of in-between state? About, about uh, whether they should get the vaccines or not? Well, not so much that, but let's just say the parents have decided that the, the vaccine's too much of a risk, but they're not fully engaged in understanding how, in the natural world, we can address these childhood diseases safely, either, either, either prevent them or get a child through them very easily. Well, <clears throat> the first thing is that a vaccine, and Robert, you know this, obviously, so it's sometimes, uh, I, I know you're asking this for the audience, so I know you know this and probably... Many of the people that are already listening may already be aware of this. Uh, Dr. Tempany and her work has uh, extensively been done, and she's done an outstanding job at providing all the references and such. But, you know, some of these conditions that we're so perplexed with and so worried about our children getting, the vaccines aren't going to prevent them from getting them in the first place. That's the first thing. Very good point. (laughs) Many times, many times, in fact, more often than not, the child will get the condition that they've been vaccinated for because the vaccine was given to them because it's an attenuated virus and you're giving it along with an immunosuppressant in the right. form of a preservative that then drops the immune system and causes that disease to actually manifest itself. And lastly, you know, uh, if you believe in evolution, mankind has been around here for a long time. I mean, we're like cockroaches, you know, we, we, we stick around. And uh, if we've done okay for this many years on this planet without the advent of vaccines, you know, and the vaccine thing's only been around for, what, 40, 50, 60 years max. In a major way that it's it's in, in, and growing, unfortunately, with the, the ridiculous amounts that are injecting into children nowadays. And, and look at the incidence of some of these conditions that we now know 20 or 30 years ago were virtually unheard of. It was all caused by this inundation of uh, various toxic substances along with DNAs from different species and mutated human cell lines that are being introduced in the form of the vaccines, uh, unbeknownst to the vast majority of the people. Uh, and that's why we have so much more childhood cancer. Yeah. That's why we have so many more cases of autism and, and developmental delays and right. neurological impairments and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, if somebody, if there's a parent out there that's on the fence, you know, and they've decided that vaccines are too risky, but what about the childhood diseases and, you know, how can I do, what can I do to prevent them? Well, first and foremost, have your child wash his hands before he eats at school, wherever. Instill that in your children. Wash hands because the vast majority of things are transmitted from what you touch and then you put in your mouth. This concept in your, uh, that we have that things are spread through the air, yeah. it is just not true. Tuberculosis is spread through the air, Ebola is spread through the air, and there's one other that for the, I'm drawing a blank right now, but it's only three conditions that are actually spread through the air. Now, that's not to say if I come up and I sneeze in your face that they're not <laughs> going to get the other person sick, obviously, but it's particulate matter sure. that lands on something that a person touches and then puts a hand in their mouth. So wash your hands, first of all. Secondly, a fever. As you and I have discussed this numerous times, fever is the release of interleukin-2 from the white blood cells. It is a natural response. It is what the creator designed in our bodies to able to be able to fight bacteria. So a fever is nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. Now, if the fever gets up to 105 and it's sustained up there, yes, then you can end up having uh, protein can denature at that level. And yes, you want to then bring the fever down. But, you know, fever is not a bad thing. I right. mean, 102, 101, 103, that's a good thing. It's a body's response. What's bad is when a person 
doesn't get a fever because that yeah. means your immune system is no longer working. You're weakened and you're in a state of chronicity. And we talk about children, it, oftentimes they'll have a 99, ba- barely mustering 100 nowadays. These kids are not as strong as we need them to be, much less an adult. When I see an adult with a high fever, I'm thinking this guy or gal is pretty strong. We don't see that very often. But again, it's a different mindset, different perspective, different paradigm to encourage health and healing. And I'm going to talk more about that as well. But I really, it, that's uh, brilliant too as far as the way you describe the vaccination because when you hear it that way the toxicological assault the foreign rna dna animal uh protein assault you begin to say he doesn't sound too good to me anymore we don't need to prevent disease that way because we may be creating 10 others in fact we are but what about the issue of kidney stones big time problem very painful and fairly common out there we know dietary related other things but maybe some things people are not aware of well you know it's a quick um, background there's four types of uh, kidney stones, calcium stones, uh, uric acid stones, struvite stones, and then cysteine stones. The most common one is the calcium stones. That's about 80 to 85% of uh, the kidney stones that are out there are calcium stones. And I had the, uh, the pleasure of experiencing this over the last <laughs> weeks. The pleasure. And, uh, so, you know, as with anything else, we tend to delve more into it when it affects us personally or one of our loved ones. And I just want to say two things to people. If you're suffering from kidney stones and you don't know which kind it is, chances are it's going to be a calcium stone. But I was able to go through this whole thing without any narcotics. Um, there's three things you want to do. Drink a lot of water, obviously. You know, don't need a rocket science to tell you this. But yeah. get cranberry juice and mix it with apple cider vinegar. Okay? Uh, to a point that you can, that you can tolerate it. Uh, you don't want it to be... You don't drink straight apple cider vinegar because it's going to be bad for the enamel of your teeth and you probably won't be able to tolerate it, but take uh, organic cranberry juice and mix it with apple cider vinegar in like uh, 8 to 1 or 9 to 1 ratio, 10 to 1 ratio, whatever, you know, to your taste. Okay. And then calcium and magnesium. Just take calcium and magnesium supplements. It's kind of like the... uh, acid thing, you know, like when somebody's getting uh, heartburn, they say, oh, we're going to take a... Uh, an acid or right, right. paraffin or H2 blocker or a prilosic acid pump inhibitor, and that's actually the worst thing to do. You need to take some extra acid to help the yes. body digest the food. Well, it's the same thing over here. It's actually calcium-magnesium imbalance. So take calcium and magnesium in a two-to-one ratio. Do the apple cider vinegar with the cranberry juice and drink a lot of water, and I'm telling you, it is unbelievable. It'll disappear. <laughs> it's, it's really magic. So you had this experience and success with it. Yes, absolutely. I, I took no uh, no narcotics. I didn't take anything else. Uh, in fact, you know, I've treated this many times with patients uh, in emergency rooms when I was doing ER medicine. And uh, when I got this, I thought I just strained my back. But the problem was the strain in the back was going on for five or six days. And, you know, okay, right. I haven't been keeping up with all my nine steps in the last couple of weeks. But this was ridiculous. And then it started moving. And then I was like, oh, crap, I think I've got my first kidney stone. Oh, sure no. enough, yeah. you know, that was what it was. And uh, then followed by about a week later, you know, you, you know that it goes through the it goes into your bladder because then you don't feel anything, and then a day or two later, it feels like you're urinating glass and it's burning. <laughs> right, not so pleasant. Right, but if you do this, like the calcium, magnesium, in a two-to-one ratio, apple cider vinegar with the cranberry juice to toleration, you know. And you said it could be an eight or nine-to-one ratio uh, cranberry to apple cider vinegar. Right, exactly. Okay. And then just uh, and the rest just fluids. Hydrate yourself, and I'll tell you, it's it's amazing. Now that's that's for. Assuming that's a calcium stone, the uric sure. acid stones, the struvite stones, the cysteine stones together make up only ten to well, probably about fifteen to twenty percent, you know, ten to twenty percent, I guess, uh, of the rest of the stones, and they're a little bit different. The cysteine stones are 
they can end up um, requiring a lot of uh, lifelong type therapy. But I believe that this balance in the in in uh, as a first line therapy is something that will work for pretty much most of the people. Mm. Uh, and then the other thing is, I've had one of my dentists actually, friends who's my dentist and uh, a biological dentist that I refer a lot of patients to, has had kidney stones all his life. And actually, once we started chelating him. He said that his incidence of kidney stones, which was something like once every two months or something, dropped down. And I don't know what it is right now, but the last time I talked to him, it was like maybe once every 18 months. Mm. So also the, the chelation helps to reestablish the balance in the, in the calcium-magnesium uh, metabolism. So that's another thing a person should Beautiful. consider. Beautiful. Also, hearkening back to our discussion of liver and detoxification, we realize the kidneys are somewhat passively downstream from the liver. If the liver is congested or unable to do its job efficiently, if we're putting, obviously, toxins in there that are causing the liver to be under stress additional the kidneys will suffer over time. And uh, modern medicine typically is not set up to identify or even acknowledge something I would call liver congestion. They tend to look for the liver. If it's oh, if there's hepatitis, we'll see it. If there's cirrhosis, we'll see it. Other than that, congestion, who's that? Who knows? Take a drug, and of course, it's toxic to the liver. So that can only hamper the kidneys and their ability because they're going to start filtering things the liver's not dealing with. Well, it's not even just the, the pharmaceuticals. I mean, people don't even realize when they drink alcohol, you yeah. actually change the alcohol goes to the liver and forms formaldehyde, which is a, the embalming fluid that we, you know, when we bury people, that's what we take them through the embalming fluid component. Yeah. And so everything that we're being exposed to, I mean, the liver is the oil filter of the body. So anything that's going to decrease your liver function uh, is going to affect the kidneys and it's going to affect everything. So actually, I, I believe that everybody should go through a, a liver flush once a year and uh, and a GI uh, flush once a year. Yeah, well, at least. And in some cases, it could be warranted more frequently or even more subtle forms of support, as we've talked about, even on an ongoing nutritional uh, support basis, which we cannot overlook. So, the, you know, these are the tips and, and, and things that, looking at it from a holistic perspective, I want to mention your book as, as well. Again, Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. We've got links up at the blog as well, uh, giving you a kind of a roadmap that's easy to duplicate and apply in your life. And this, along with the conversations we do here every week on the Medical Rewind Advanced Medicine Mondays with Dr. Batar on the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, bringing lots of cool stuff, I have to say, Dr. Batar. I appreciate it, Robert. I always enjoy this dialogue. And you're absolutely right, too. The more frequent uh, detoxifications, the more the, the better. Uh, just convincing people to, to abstain from certain dietary intake and doing the flushes the right way right. Is, uh, can be somewhat of a challenge, but I absolutely do agree with you to do it more often. And, and as far as overall this dialogue and it, it's uh, it's awesome i really enjoy it well and remember that, that movie super size me where uh, morgan spurlock ate mcdonald's for uh, 30 days straight and and he was under medical supervision care they looked at the guy's liver by the time it was he was done they said it looked like he had cirrhosis in 30 days so we know what toxins from the environment can do. That was an accelerated fashion. But in order to undo it, these are the things we cover among, with, among many other things that we talk about with Dr. Batar every week here on the Medical Rewind. Check it out at medicalrewind.com and so many other places I've got links to. And I appreciate, Dr. Batar, you being with me and all of the listeners out there in the Natural News audience. Very grateful for the opportunity to be with you every day and the special day of the week where we crank it up on Mondays with Dr. Rashid Batar. Thank you so much. Dr. Batar, you're only here with me once a week. It's not enough, but we do whatever we can. And you have ways that people can learn more about you. I always encourage people to get your books, and there's lots of videos and things. But let everybody know where they can learn more. Well, there, there are a number of different sites that are uh, available to people for resources, but we've got them all 
uh, in one location so people can pick and choose whatever information they need, and that would be at medicalrewind.com.